like that should be code for like a drug deal. Oh, sorry, sweetie. It's oh, sorry about time. my hamster. I gotta go <laughs> hand me my hamster. <laughs> I don't know uh, why that needs to be. <laughs> did I? Ooh, did I? Oop! I pushed the button. Oh, oh. Whoops! Oh, sorry. He loved himself. Yay! No, the thing came up, and I I don't know how to fix it. I'm whatever. Not, no. <laughs> this is when I feel old. I'm only 38, but I'm like I'm like, which button do I push? I can't. Like I feel old. I don't know why. That's not what people mean by self love, Jeff. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> now I realize why, why we only do this once a week. That's all I can that's tolerate. All you, that's all you guys could take. Yep, that's yep. it. I'm like, that's, that's my quota. Right. Done. I'm done. All right. Welcome to the Nerd Trick Podcast, everybody. Thank you for joining us. I am Jeff, and I'm here with David. Hey guys. And Phil. Hey everybody. David is fancy, and he has a warp core behind him because he figured out how to do the cool backdrop thing. Jeff is very mad today. I'm mad. <laughs> Meh. Meh. You're like, oh. uh, David and Phil. Except David holds up his Green Lantern cup and it wrecks the effects. But <laughs> I feel like this is my permanent state of being. Green. It's just meh. <laughs> Pretty much it. Hey, in Green Lantern, uh, the animated series, they had a starship powered by a Green Lantern core. So it was kind of like a mixable. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> let's get to the important thing. We have a guest joining us today. We have the host of Trek Untold. Welcome, Matthew. Hey guys, thanks for having me so much. Greetings and salutations to all the Nerd Trek listeners out there. No, thank you for coming on. We are always excited for other fans, especially other podcasters. Um, we had the crew from uh, Starfleet Underground on last week. I don't remember. I don't know what week it is anymore. Uh, Two weeks ago. weeks ago. Yeah. Two weeks ago. No, yeah, last That's week. I got the idea for the core. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, especially because, I mean, there's, I mean, there's so many Star Trek podcasts, um, and I always kind of like to see how people do it and what they do in their styles and what kind of niche they get into, you know, because I mean, obviously we're a, an episode rewatching one, but you do uh, these great interviews with people that um, I don't know if necessarily any like everyone would think, but like you get some great uh, character interviews from all these different actors who've been involved in various like stages of Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like the goal. This is, uh, you know, I've been doing various web things for quite some time. I've had like my first website back in 2009 where I covered mixed martial arts, UFC, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that kind of got me into interviewing folks in that genre. Uh, and from there, I kind of expanded my interests, of course, because I'm a super giant nerd. So obviously, I had to go <laughs> in a direction that's best for me. And so that was more of that type of thing. And uh, yeah, it just kind of worked out that this is an idea I've had for for quite some time and thanks to the COVID-19 pandemic basically locking me inside along with everybody else having an interview made my life a lot easier made it a lot easier to get access to some of these people um so yeah it's been kind of the fun thing about Trek Untold uh for folks who don't know what it is uh, each week it's an interview where I'm speaking with someone typically it's a character actor it could be a stunt performer someone from the behind the scenes crew a writer uh, ideally it's someone who's not in the opening credits of a star trek show it's the folks who don't really get like their names known as much even though chances are you've seen their work in hundreds of other places uh, not to say of course i don't say no to any of the big names either because i've been really lucky this year and had some really awesome well-known folks but uh, yeah the purpose is kind of just to put the spotlight on the folks who don't normally get as much of a spotlight and they rightfully do deserve it kind of the that's lower so cool. decks of star trek hollywood exactly that's pretty much it <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I know we're recording this about two weeks before this, but before it'll come out. But um, I was telling you guys before we started recording, like you're, you're, uh, Lisa and I didn't know, I did not know any of that about her 
Um, it was really interesting. It's so that's just cool that you, you bring all this up and like, and like you said, you, you do do your homework. Cause it's like, I was impressed that you got all of that and she was really forthcoming about everything. Alicia was especially amazing guest. Uh, you know, she's had such a unique journey compared to a lot of other folks I've spoken to on the show. A lot of them, let's say, if they're character actors or the stunt performers, they're basically still in the entertainment industry. But Alicia is someone who accomplished a pretty decent amount of stuff, pretty fair amount of work, and a lot of it's very recognizable. But she eventually just left it and pursued a whole new interest that was journalism, and that led her down a very different road and uh, no, still kept yeah. her in the spotlight, just in a different way. But uh, yeah, no, she was really awesome. And that's, that's the kind of thing I like to do with the show, too, is it's not just about Star Trek. Uh, honestly, it's kind of like my excuse to talk about other things besides Star Trek with these folks, because... You know, Alicia, yeah. we know her best also as the three-breasted mutant hooker from Total Recall. So how can I not talk about <laughs> that? Yeah. I now know who you're talking about. <laughs> well, no, I think the thing that surprised me, too, is like, because obviously I remember her from Next Gen, but then that that she got into journalism and then broke the whole Bill Cosby rape thing. I was like, that's insane. Yeah, it's huge. And that was an, a big, big part of her life and career. And, uh, and that was another thing, too. I was just really excited to be able to talk to her about that because – really looking at her body of work as well, you can kind of see there's like almost a pattern to things that happened to her in her life that may have led her down this path and put her on the road to be that person to break that Bill Cosby story. Uh, you know, yeah. I don't want to give away like all the things about it because of course I want folks to check out the show, but uh, you know, it's a very <laughs> candid interview. She was really awesome about that. And uh, yeah, no, like the whole Bill Cosby thing, that's, it's really crazy to imagine Ensign Sonia Gomez being the one to break the news about Bill Cosby. <laughs> right. Yeah. Going from spilling drinks on the captain to uh, busting something wide open like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really interesting. So yeah. So um, go check it out. Uh, it's it's a really interesting interview. Um, and then I, I'm going to have to dive into your uh, your backlog and go, you know, uh, listen to those as well. It's 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 a really cool thing that, that you're doing just to get all these like new new stories out about people that we may not even have thought of. That's exactly the point, too, is just getting those stories out there. That's why it's Trek Untold, is make sure that these folks out there whose stories don't get out there, don't get told, they don't get lost in the past. And that's the thing that, you know, I, I want to make sure is out there. on, And more so educating folks out there who love Star Trek, but maybe they'll see these actors or these people or whoever they are and just say, oh, they're one and done. Who cares? But in reality, they've got a lot more to them. I mean, I could list plenty of guests that I guarantee you've seen in hundreds of things that you didn't realize they were there. And right. uh, that's, that's what I want to do is educate folks to... Not just more Star Trek stories, because we all love more Star Trek stories, but just get to know these people, get to know more stories about entertainment, tips about acting, directing, stunts, just, you know, all around education. That's awesome. That's really cool. Well, no, so, you know, thank you so much for, for joining us. I'm, I'm excited that we can just talk about nerd stuff. And we got <laughs> yeah. two somewhat decent episodes, I think, here for you. So these are pretty <laughs> good. There's definitely a lot to talk about with these two. I don't know if I would call both decent, but there's definitely a lot to talk about. <laughs> well, yeah, there's, there's something, right? <laughs> there's something, yeah. Um, well, let me see this. Let's let's turn the tables a little bit. Let me ask you a couple questions. Um, how did you get into Star Trek? I was a Star Trek fan back when I was a kid. Uh, so I grew up with TNG, and I vaguely remember some parts of season one. I think most of my memories of Trek come a little bit after that, probably more so season two, but they're kind of dribs and drabs. Um I was mostly a casual fan, really, for the most part, up until fairly recently, I want to say. Like, I'd always watch Star Trek if it was on TV, but I wouldn't go hunting it down. And, like, I didn't really watch much of Voyager at all when it came on. Like, I, I don't think I even watched that much of DS9. Uh, I was kind of doing other things. I got into Star Wars. Sorry, guys. Uh, I got into Star Wars for a bit. Don't apologize. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't apologize for that. I found other interests, basically. So Star Trek <laughs> kind of became, you know, I'd watch it, but not really hardcore. Uh, I didn't see any of Enterprise <laughs> until years later. And... Uh, 
basically I got back into it and became much more of a hardcore fan again thanks to the toys because uh, I'm a toy collector as well. And oh, I was yeah. at a Comic Con one year and I just found this dude selling boxes, literally boxes of just old random 90s toys. And he had a bunch of Star Trek toys. And they were like three bucks a piece. So hmm. I was like, why the heck wouldn't I buy these? I love these toys as a kid. So I left that Comic Con with my arms full of about like two dozen Star Trek figures. And my girlfriend was like, what are you doing with those? <laughs> but uh, that's kind of where it got me back in was the figures. And from there, I just kind of started watching the shows again and remembering how much I liked it. And uh, just also seeing it from the perspective of an adult now, how much more interesting they were to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a change. I mean, you pick up on so much more, especially watching these episodes that we're going to do. I was like, oh, my God, there's so many more layers to it than, than like what like a 13 year old gets. Season one is so foreign to me. It just seems like a completely different show, and it basically is a completely different show. It is, yeah. It is. Um, Well, since you grew up on TNG, uh, is that your favorite series? I would say DS9 is my favorite series. Okay. Which is funny, because, again, I think that's kind of the one that almost, like, I don't want to say turned me off, but it's one that I just didn't have any interest in. Uh, Because I remember watching, I guess, a little bit of the first season and just being like, I don't get this. It's really dark. (laughs) It's not as colorful and bright, as I guess, as I thought uh, it should have been. But again, yeah. I'm like at that point, um, like not even 10 years old. <laughs> yeah. So my taste is not quite matured yet, uh, but we were getting there. But yeah, DS9 is my favorite. I just like, uh, again, the look of it, the characters. I'd say, in fact, Odo is like my favorite Star Trek character of all time. Um, nice. So yeah, DS9 is, is where the heart is. Okay, fair enough. Uh, do you have a favorite captain? I would have to go with Cisco as well. Okay. Taking with DS9. I mean, I, I, I also do like Pike a lot, the new Pike. I really like Anson Mount. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully if Saru gets the captain's chair at some point, I'll be enjoying that too. Um, but yeah, I got to go with Cisco all the way. Have you, are you watching discovery? I'm watching discovery. I'm looking forward to seeing strange new worlds. I love lower decks, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm really discovering. I think this has been like the strongest season of discovery they've had so far. I've been a little mixed on the past two seasons. There's been some hits, some misses, but I think they finally got with the flow of this season. They've listened to the fans. It feels like, and they're really some excellent TV. Yeah, definitely. There's some good episodes. Yeah, I think Lower Decks is probably going to be our next um, Star Trek because 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 they can animate from home. They don't need to shoot anything. So it's like I don't know if if like a uh, Picard or Strange New Worlds is going to be ready because of COVID. I don't I don't know. Um, I'm just guessing. <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to more Lower Decks. I mean, that's like the one show that I feel like I can again and not get sick of it. Like, yeah, you know, we, DS, had, we had a lot of things again. That's yeah. That's like, you know, a many, many month undertaking for me. But if I can just, you know, spend a day watching Lower Decks, I'm good. That's the whole season. That's true. It's like five yeah. hours. Yeah. You're not done. Even. Yeah. Right on. Uh, awesome. Well, no, uh, you know, again, thank you for coming on. We're, we're excited to have you and and we'll have, we'll have to dive into this episode. Yeah, I'm excited to finally get to actually talk about some trick. And, you know, it's been great interviewing my guests and all that. I love doing that. But it's nice to actually kind of uh, let loose a little bit. So I'm looking forward to this. Just kind of nerd out. Exactly. It's about time I get to do that. Yeah. If there's one thing our shows are probably known for, it's just letting loose. Uh, I think um, I, I sometimes I'm surprised by what we say and then what our guests say. I'm, I'm glad that they feel comfortable, but there's some guests I'm just like, well, at least they said it. <laughs> so it's fine. Yeah. We have had some where it's like, Ooh, okay, awesome. <laughs> so should I not say the seven words you're not supposed to say on TV? Go for it. You can say, you can say whatever you want. We are not on TV. Yeah. Tags on all of our episodes, so you're good. We are not censored in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> good night, America. That's it. <laughs> I don't know if George Carlin would... Well, he probably wouldn't be a big Star Trek fan, but I think he'd be okay with us swearing as much as we want. Oh, yeah, he would. <laughs> Absolutely. 
All right, let's dive into Symbiosis, uh, Star Trek Next Generation, Season 1, Episode 21. Sorry, as original air date something? What? What are you laughing at? No, I had my notes already, and then it was April like I got distracted. 1988. Fuck it, see? I was so distracted. I, I had like, I was being professional. I was. Star Trek The Next Generation, the after school special. <laughs> <laughs> this is the 80s. So, yeah, if, if no one else has seen this, basically this is the giant 1980s Ronald Reagan just say no to drugs a PSA, essentially. Oh, man. Basically. It is. It so is. Yeah. <laughs> um, symbiosis is basically, you know, the Enterprise is minding its own business, and then they're like, oh, there's a distress call. Let's go see what's going on. And then they get pulled into some shit, which I feel bad for them. Like, they just, they like, they were doing scientific discoveries, and they're like, nope, we got to go do this now. Yep. Well, you get the guys who don't know how to fix their ship on drugs so it's all like all wired out like oh, i don't know man <laughs> what are we doing there's a cool Oil alignment what uh. <laughs> like i wasn't sure where they were going with it at first because i don't you know i, was, I just rewatched it on netflix too i don't really like to read the episode synopses because they're usually either spoiler filled or just terrible and have nothing in them whatsoever <laughs> except for, like the opening scene True. so i was like where are they going with this i don't i don't really get it so uh once the episode actually kicked off in the real first act i was like oh okay we're doing one of these yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah. Like once you pick up on it, you're like, okay, this is what's going on. Um, yeah. So basically, they stumble across this ship that's gonna crash, um, and they they try to help them, but they have they, like they're useless. Yep. Um, and I like Picard is even out. like what? They're all drugged out, man. They're all drugged out. But even Picard is like he's like giving them side eyes. Like, do they not know how to fly a spaceship? Yeah, that's <laughs> what great. I. That was the first thing I didn't get. I'm like, okay, you've got the one society that developed space travel, fine. But to not have anybody that knows how to fix anything, or because by the end of the episode, they're like, well, if you don't replace these coils, that's going to be the end. We can't travel in space anymore. It's like, what? Who the hell built this thing? Where are they at? Uh, I don't know. I guess because of the drug use, they can't ago. focus, or they, I mean, because like every three days, they're got to get stressed. Got to get another taste. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, that's what they were definitely hinting at, but it seemed a little weird to me too. I was like, "Well, the the, the big thing that I would had to wonder about is that 200 years they've been doing this whole drug dealing thing. One planet has been drug dealing to the other. Do they just give the kids the drug? Because it's supposed to be to cure a plague. Do they just give it to the kids before they have the plague, or wouldn't just, you wait for them to develop symptoms? But they're not going to get withdrawal symptoms because they're not going to have the medicine. Oh, like good point. over two hundred years, how do you still have everybody perpetuated on this thing? Mm-hmm. Listen, Mister, that's logic. There's no space in Star Trek. <laughs> space logic. <laughs> well, it's interesting too, is that because yeah, they say it's a plague, but they're just like walking around with everybody else. Like they're hanging out on the ship with the neighboring planet, and then they come onto the Enterprise. No one's like, "Oh, it's genetic." They're like, like they don't really explain it. Yeah. Like, like a plague travels between people like they didn't say anything about oh we're contagious or i I just uh, that whole when i started thinking about that i was like they really didn't put much thought into this other than oh it's drugs it's well between two planets instead of between two people like no i don't know that whole scene in the conference room is pretty hilarious though when he's just like oh yeah We've got the plague. And Picard is looking at her like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and you brought it here? Like, Beverly, yeah. get your ass in here now. You're carrying it? What the hell? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, unless know, very casual about it. yeah, yeah, it's, it's playing. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, unless maybe the other the okay. So let's so we eventually find out that basically this you know one planet um needs this medicine for a plague and there's and the this medicine only grows on their neighboring planet and that's their entire like economy is based off giving of giving them this this medicine um and of course we learn that there is no plague anymore um there it's basically narcotics and they go through withdrawals every three days but the and this this neighboring planet is just a giant drug dealer and that's all they do for their entire economy. So it's like their entire capitalist system is bullshit at this point. Well, yeah. I mean, it's one of the, it's got to be a great gig if you can get it, have everything you need supplied by an entire race of people just for like this. Here's, here's this little speck tiny thing of drugs. Here you go. Boop. Now give me everything I need to live. I know. That's a lot of dependence though. I mean, God, if one thing goes wrong, everyone's screwed. Oh, yeah. yeah, and again, 200 years. So 200 years ago, they didn't have any other industries. And for 200 years, they're like, we're just going to make this. Like, we're just going to make this forever. Sorry, Ornarians. We're just going to mooch off you now forever. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you guys happen to notice. I'm just going to steal us for a section here. Sure. But uh, I know you guys saw Wrath of Khan quite some time ago. Uh, I know you guys yep. talked about it on the podcast. Did you notice uh, who uh, one of the actors was here? Two of them. Two, that's right, two of them, yeah. We had uh, Joaquim from Wrath of Khan. He was one of the drug dealers. Yeah, he was uh, Khan's like right hand guy. Yep. I thought he looked a little familiar. Yeah, I mean, then... to be honest, like, when we all first beam on the ship, I just thought it was like an episode of Ava or something. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it took a little while to realize it was Joaquim from from Wrath of Khan, which is pretty great. I, I like seeing him again. Yeah. And then then the other one, the the other guy, the drug addict, he was uh, David Marcus, Kirk's son. Ah. There we go. David, did, did, uh, David, did you recognize them? No. No. Of course not. <laughs> Why would, I, why no. would I recognize anyone? Come on. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, I see, see, but now I wonder, I'm like, did they on purpose, because they were both in the same movie, did they on purpose have them both in the same next gen episode, or was it just complete coincidence? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't really know either. I mean, I, honestly, they look so unrecognizable, like we just said. I mean, difference between cinema lighting versus flat TV lighting. So it doesn't even matter. I mean, no one would probably True. even know unless they were super nerds like us. Like us. Yeah. Well, yeah, because what? Con came out in 82, and this was 88. So, I mean, not too far off, six years. And then he passed away not too long after this. Um, terrible with names. Yeah. The guy who, who played David Marcus, he passed away not long oh, after. Uh, Merritt Buttrick, was that him? Yeah, Merritt, yeah. He passed away not long after. Um, so he didn't do much else. I don't think. Hmm. Um, yeah, so we get, and that's essentially what this episode is. It's it's kind of, and then they want to get a, a Picard involved um, because there's a dispute over the cargo and who paid for it, who didn't pay for it. And of course, Picard is like, no, prime, prime directive, we can't get involved. And then he's trying to like battle both sides while also, you know, but they know that they're, drug addicts but essentially yeah yeah that's pretty much it <laughs> that's it <laughs> yeah don't I mean, drugs, kids. for what they're for what they're trying to do yeah it's i don't want to say it's plot thin but there's not Space a lot going bad, on. Okay. it's a yeah. very very drawn out <laughs> episode easily yeah. yeah i like though i think one of the bright spots is like i like crusher i'm i'm definitely appreciating her more um this one and then the next one. But then I like a Picard. Like, this is prime Picard. 
He's like, nope, we're following the rules, but I can use the rules against you as well Just as much as I can use them for you. Yeah, because yeah, so then the, they're... So apparently this planet only has two other ships, and originally Picard was going to supply them with like new new parts. But then at the end, he's like, nope, I'm not doing it because I'm not going to, you know... Um, enable you guys just to keep having this relationship. Yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't like tell them that it was drug dealing and that they were dependent on it. So he's like, all right, we're just going to let you hit rock bottom. Bye. He's kind of like, forcing exactly a rock bottom. what it is. Like, yeah, like you're going to either finish this yourself or you're all going to die. Peace. Which is a very eighties uh, mentality towards drugs as well. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But bit. for an episode that was like so thin on plot, though, I really did like that conclusion because I was kind of wondering where they were going to go, how they were going to actually end this episode. Because, uh, again, I didn't remember this one at all. So mm-hmm. how they actually resolve it is I, I kind of give them credit for that one. Interesting choice, but it's a good choice. Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of forcing their hand without, you know, violating the prime directive. But then they, he's kind of sympathetic, but he so I, I get it. But I think that's why we have crushers because she's the like, no, she's like the humanitarian heart of being a doctor. She wants to try and help him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think, I mean, not, I mean, I'm, I'm not an addict, so I don't know how it works. Um, but then I'm like, I mean, can you, would she just be enabling or does D kind of have to force a rock bottom? I don't know. I mean, that, that was definitely the 80s mentality towards drugs that I remember being on every TV show and thing, you know, the D.A.R.E. program and stuff was like, if somebody does drugs, you can't help them. Don't give them money. Don't give them support. Don't give them anything. Just let them bottom out. And then they'll, if they survive, they'll come back. And I was like, OK, it's a little mean. That's kind of a shitty attitude. That's what I love, too, is like when they had said like, Oh, if they don't get the medicine, they'll die. And she's like, no, they won't. I'm like, well, they could. Cause there are drugs out there that the withdrawal symptoms can kill you. Yeah. I'm like, like if Beverly wanted this to like bad, make methadone or whatever she wanted. Yeah. To that's why I was like, them. wouldn't you give them something to be like, Hey, we, we analyzed your plague. This'll help with the symptoms. And isn't that we'll give you this. And like, well, then you could, she them wanted to, from the, them or something. Yeah. Well, the prime directive, I don't think would have, been a problem well, yeah, cause there because you're not telling them what's happening no but you're still interfering in the course of their society and everything so yeah well, their normal evolution yeah. i don't know the prime thing they were doing just acting as a mediator but yeah. the prime directive <laughs> is is definitely has some interesting um interpretations i guess uh, yeah well it's nice I mean, to see it not get broken for a change as well because normally it's like you know, how often does it get broken in this show so for like <laughs> Probably what the first time in the series, uh, How they're not you? actually going to break the prime directive, and it's almost like I, I don't want to call it a head on fall on Kobayashi Maru, but it definitely feels <laughs> like they're in an unwinnable situation in a lot of ways. For an episode that's so terrible, the actual idea behind it's pretty pretty good when you mix in that prime directive into it. Yeah, you get Picard between a rock and a hard place, and see how he wiggles his way out of it. Exactly. Yeah. And he does a nice Definitely. turnaround. I'm like, eh, okay. What's well, interesting guys what... in your ship. I love like how the, the coils are just sitting right there next to the transporter too. Like, <laughs> oh, they're so, they're close. Oh, they're so close. Oh, sorry, nope, not gonna do it. Sorry. You can look, but you can't touch. Nope. Exactly. <laughs> they're right here. This would totally solve all your problems. Nope, nope, nope. Sorry, can't do it. Nope. <laughs> well, then wouldn't that would just be enabling them too? He's like, it would be supporting them. Like, nope, keep getting your drugs. Yeah, yeah. and Picard nailed it, and he did what he needed. Yeah. Like, oh. But they're like, I, I don't know how to redo my interlock thing on the, the, the coil. What? <laughs> it was so bad. I'm just like, oh, God, you guys. But then, so you, I mean, you, you do see them going through withdrawals, like kind of the like they can't pay attention. They're very like fidgety. They're sweating like they're freaking out. And then they get their hit. And 
I like Crusher's face. She's like, she's like, I may not know what this drug is, but but I know what I, you know, getting high looks like. Yeah. <laughs> Even if, yeah, I bet you do, Bev. <laughs> <laughs> it's the eighties. It's yeah. recreational. Um, it's definitely is everything feels... just recreational by the twenty third century instead of twenty fourth century. <laughs> the holodeck is. Um, it definitely feels well, like a lot of the series afterwards. Um, it definitely feels like each series takes on kind of the time frame that it's in. Obviously, oh, like yeah. TOS is very sixties and takes on you know issues from the sixties. Where and then you know TNG comes along. It's like okay, it's very eighties. Kind of takes on you know issues from from the eighties. Um, you know, and then like Enterprise did kind of like a nine, like they did like a whole nine eleven season, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting how each one kind of takes on what's happening around it, even though it's supposed to be in the future. Well, yeah, because they still have to show it to people in the present that need to be able to relate to it. So, of course, you're going to do that because you want people to watch it. Oh, are, are we are we going to mention anything about them being human tasers as well? Oh, yeah. Where did that come from? <laughs> I was like, where, where did it go? Device ever. Yeah. Mutants. Yeah, it doesn't really go anywhere. And then they just kind of use it for like poor Riker. I know. I think in what Arsenal Freedom, this one, and then Skin of Evil, next one, he gets like screwed over he in these three episodes. Yep. So, he gets taken advantage of. It's like you guys have this really cool power, and he's got Riker hostage basically. And Picard's just like, "You're not going to do it." He's like, "Oh, you're right. I'm not going to do it." He just throws him down. <laughs> like, what the hell kind of Jedi mind trick? What? <laughs> I always picture them filming this, and they're like, "Okay, Frakes, just stand there with your eyes bugged out for like uh, five minutes, and don't don't move. Like, don't move. Just, just shake a little bit. That's all you can do. Just, uh, and they're just filming it over and over and over again. He still got to do more than Denise Crosby did this episode. Hi-yo. I know she got to transport. Although she she did get to to wave at the end. She did. did you guys was, catch that? I was gonna. I was wondering if you actually were gonna mention that. I actually just rewatched it and just to see that part again, take a screenshot of it because uh, that is a quick little thing in there. Yeah. So this was filmed after Skin of Evil. So this is technically her last yeah, shot. Was awesome. when when Picard and Crusher are leaving the cargo bay at the end. She kind of waves because that's her. That was her last uh, film uh, scene. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I like. And, you know, and, and we've kind of talked about this. I, I think they could have done so much more with the character and it just got, cause even in, in skin of evil, there's those like couple minutes with, with Worf talking about the upcoming uh, uh, tournament. I'm like, you put more character development in that than you did in like the whole rest of the season for her. <laughs> well, she did get to talk to Wesley about drugs in this episode. So that was pretty great. It was terrible, but she got to give the PSA. And he's yeah, like, I don't definitely... understand drugs. And she explains drugs. And he's like, but I still don't understand. It's like, shut up, Wesley. That was definitely like me staring at the camera. Don't do drugs, Wesley. That was definitely what, what that was. It's like, I'd okay. rather watch cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue than see that again. <gasps> yes. Do you, do you remember that? Oh, yes. I'll never forget that. Oh, my God. That they scarred made my me as a child. Class watch that. They got both of our kindergarten classes together to watch the VHS of that. And I still remember to this day, it was so jarring and traumatizing that I can't forget George C. Scott being that horrible, evil ghost vapor thing. I don't even know, but I'll never forget that as much as I want to try. Oh, I still, uh, okay. David's making a face. David, do you not know? I hate hate being an old man. Okay. (laughs) So back in the eighties, again, because of the whole do not do drugs thing, this is truly the greatest crossover in TV history. You got like, 
Bugs Bunny, the Ninja Turtles, Heathcliff, and like Garfield, and like all these animated characters, like the Smurfs, you know, Yogi Bear, everybody. Okay. They did a whole, I think it was with Fred Savage, wasn't it? Uh, Fred wasn't in it, I don't was think. Uh, well, like the, like the kid who was the main character, uh, yeah. that was Jason Marsden, actually. He was also in DS9, and he was the voice mm-hmm. of Max and Goof Troop, the, the movie, and he did a lot of your work. He's, he's been, and he still does a lot of your work. He's been around forever. Oh, right on. I don't know why yeah. I thought it was Fred Savage for some reason. Um, but they did this whole like show about of cart- this this kid is tempted by like you know heroin or something, and all these cartoon characters show up and tell him like don't do drugs it's not good for you. <laughs> oh jeez. And it's yeah. it's actually it, it is kind of scary like it is jarring. It is very disturbing. I actually just rewatched it because I might be spoiler alert interviewing Jason Marsden hopefully at some point next year. Oh, and nice. so nice. and so I just watched that because I was like I didn't realize that was his voice either. So, yeah, I'm like watching it like here's Slimer, here's Papa Smurf and here's uh, Louie doing Yui saying don't smoke. You got you have Winnie the Pooh telling you he's allergic to weed. I mean, this is what goes on in this episode. <laughs> it's so weird. Oh, oh bother. Don't do crack. And don't forget Garfield's in this, too. I mean, it's literally like every major cartoon star in the 80s. Alf is in this. Alf is telling you not to touch joints. <laughs> don't do smoke. Which, which seems counterintuitive to me, but Alf is telling you not to do drugs. Well, this also is the same character all. who eats cats. Yeah, so. exactly. Say, no wonder he had the munchies all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Alf. Uh, yeah, is it on like YouTube? Where can you find that? It's on YouTube, and it, it yeah. deserves far more views than it's got on YouTube. Oh, God, it does. If you want to freak yourself out or like mess up your, your, your child or even scar your own kids, uh, have them go watch it. I might have my kids watch this. I don't know. Nice. It's never too late to scar your children. Parenting. Yes. <laughs> I can but, tell you it's still just as horrible for adults today. It probably is. That's awesome. But isn't that, I mean, maybe this is me as a kid growing up in, in the 80s because we had Dare, we had Mad, like mm-hmm. Mothers Against Drunk Driving. And for some reason, I thought that as, as an adult, I was just going to be hit left and right with like heroin and alcohol and like <laughs> quicksand. It's going to be know. everywhere. I thought it was just going to, it was like, you know, the streets are littered with, you know, smack and a PCP. But that is not the case. Well, having grown up in New York, it seems we have very different experiences. <laughs> okay, that's probably for points. <laughs> wow, I, I have so many questions now. We're in LA. It's much more subtle here. That's true. We're very classy. Keep it classy. I didn't grow up here. We do I, our so I indoors. <laughs> indoors amongst family. Um. Uh. So yeah, I don't know. I I actually kind of enjoyed this episode. It's not. There's a lot of like I I guess Trek kind of philosophy built into this one, and I like the subject matter they're dealing with. It is yeah, it's very 80s, and I get how they deal with it, but it's I thought it was interesting. I don't know what you guys think. Eh. <laughs> Not yeah, all the at once. Metaphor was you very heavy-handed. Yeah, it is. That was yeah, about they... all I kept coming away with. I was just like, oh, it's here, it's here, oh, oh. Oh, they okay, could have just had the, like the dare logo <laughs> up on the main viewer the whole episode, and we're like, okay, we get it. Nancy Reagan, maybe they could just have her as a Romulan, just Nancy <laughs> Regulin. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm just spitballing <laughs> yeah. here. Just, just have her time travel and be like, Cameo oh my goodness, her. it's Nancy Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> like she did that on uh, different strokes, right? So, <laughs> right, that's oh right. Gosh. Yep. I yeah, thought this episode was just like twice the length it should have been, though. Like, that's kind of just my takeaway from this is like, if this had been a 22 minute episode, sure, okay. But to drag it into 45 minutes, into territory it shouldn't have gone, into the deep waters, I think it's a total stinker for me. It's like one of my top 10 worst of the season. 
Uh, really? I, the only thing I really like is that conclusion because I was very much wondering how the heck are they going to wrap this up? Because there doesn't seem to be any logical way to do that. But uh, that ending to me is like the best thing about it. It's the strongest part of the episode. It shows a lot of Picard's character, which we've yeah. gotten plenty of this season. But uh, I feel like this in particular just really felt like the Picard we're waiting to see that we're going to get in later seasons. But otherwise, yeah, kind of stinker. Eh, not going to watch this one again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I definitely agree with you. I think this is Picard coming into his own. This one and then Skin of Evil is like, this is the Picard that, you know, we kind of know and love, I think. <laughs> I think. I don't know. David, had had you seen this one before? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. You would have been scarred. You would have remembered. Absolutely not. I would have remembered this one. Um, no, yeah, I, I guess it wasn't terrible. I mean, it's no TOS, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just, it, like you said, it, it's almost no plot. It was about 10 minutes worth of plot with 35 minutes worth of drugs or bad kids just kind of playing on a loop. Um, I did kind of like, I mean, I kind of liked how they ended it and I kind of didn't at the same time. I was like, they're not going to do anything. Like they're just gonna take their ball and go home, really? Like, <laughs> yeah. but on the other hand, too, though, it's very much like a DS9 episode in a lot of ways because they would end it on that kind of dark note too. I mean, uh, like off the top of my head, I'm thinking of that one episode where uh, I think it's Cisco and O'Brien go to that planet, and it's like their ship has crashed and they made like a new life for themselves. It's like a whole new civilization from uh, basically they're, they're like they become farmers, they've given up technology, mm. and um, so eventually at the end of the episode, like they get. Cisco gets rescued and everybody gets rescued, but all the people on the planet don't want to go back to the lives of technology and modern world because they're happy being humble farmers. So Cisco and them beam up, and then we cut to two children who are watching this happen. And they're like, oh, okay, we're stuck here too. So it's like one of those kind of like similarly dark kind of grim endings that kind of makes you think a little bit. It's like, holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting because, you know, it's like in, in uh, Lower Decks where they touch upon like, oh, we see these these species once and we never follow up. Like, I want to see this planet in like, you know, a couple years from now. Like, how, you know, fucked up are they at this point? Did they make it? Did they not? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely true. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, it could have been a worse ending, but I just, yeah, there was a part of me that felt unsatisfied. <laughs> I'm more unsatisfied that we just didn't see more of those electricity powers. <laughs> a couple of zaps. That's it. Do you want mutants? Because this is how we get mutants. Drugs. We could have <laughs> had the greatest X-Men crossover ever. Right? So we, we got that be. eventually, but not exactly like this. But uh, yeah, we could have had it on TV. Only they would have known. This is where Professor Xavier gets his powers from. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> what Aliens. Zap zap? Aliens. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, okay. So for David and Phil, uh, two people died, uh, in that shuttle crash or the, it explodes. They couldn't get the the other two. So add them to the kill tracker. (laughs) Can you add my attention span to the kill tracker? Cause this was a tough one. I'm pretty sure it died at least once. (laughs) (laughs) This is definitely like a walk and talk. There's not a lot of action. It's definitely like a kind of philosophical walk and talk. Take a nap. Just close your eyes for a little while. (laughs) You wake back up. You just pick right up where you were at. Oh, drugs. drugs. We're definitely slow and far and few between. But okay, so yeah, that makes our TNG deaths a total of ninety-two, which, when added to our one thousand six hundred and fifty deaths from TOS, we. (laughs) I got to get the calculator out. Carry the one. Don't you have a spreadsheet that like auto calculates? 
It should have, but no, it's still a notepad <laughs> thing. 1,742. I'm going to do it right now, actually. Did I miss oh some mass genocide in TOS or something? That's a pretty big number. Uh, yeah, they lost a lot of people a, in TOS. A lot of ships <laughs> blowing up and, yeah, people dying. Yeah, and then, well, plus the films. Dark. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they had no problem killing off people in TOS. <laughs> it's It's easy. You have to pay them. Just um, single day rate. That's it. That's here. what it is. Oh, you had three lines. We're, we're killing you. Sorry. And then cutting out your three lines so you can't get your sad card. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. That, that shirt that looks kind of reddish. You wouldn't have a problem, would you? <laughs> Red looks really good on you. Here you go. <laughs> um, David, any alternate titles for this one? Or I, I have we kind of given up on that? Drugs are bad. Okay, in space. Space mm-hmm. drugs are bad. It's bad, bad <laughs> Star the Trek rescue. the After School Great. Special. I think that's about that's what it is. the best one we can get. Um, but no, I did think about that too because we haven't had a lot of good opportunities for alternate titles. They're not as bad in TNG as they are in TOS to require alternates. <laughs> no. It is kind of like the, one of those moments where you watch a movie and it's like, oh, they said the name, they did it. Because that actually does happen in this episode. Like, <laughs> it's not a symbiotic relationship, it's a parasitic relationship. Oh, Beverly said it, she said the thing. Oh, she said the title. Thing. Well, it's like Arsenal Freedom, they brought it up, and then maybe in the next one they do too. I'm like, <laughs> that's a little self-serving. Uh, Arsenal of Freedom. I, I'm sad I missed that episode. I wanted to talk about Vincent Ski of because that's like the only highlight of that episode for me. He's great. He's amazing. He always... I love him. I still remember him most, I think, as the like angry ghost uh, from Ghost. <laughs> Is it weird that I remember him best? Because I, I don't know if you guys got this in where you guys lived. In New York, we got like, you know, P- various PBS channels. And um, for about a year or so, he actually had a cooking show. Really? What? Which you cannot find online anywhere. You can find the cookbook for it. It was called Chefs of Cucina Amore. Cucina mm. Amore is uh, a pretty well-known Italian cooking show in like the East Coast area. Okay. And uh, I guess for one season, the host just took a vacation or something. And they got Vincent Schiavelli to come and cover for him. And it was such a good season. So to me, like, that's what I think of is, is him cooking Italian food and him being the salesman on Arsenal Freedom. And Ghost comes after that. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And because he has that that voice and like just kind of the way his whole manner yeah, about him. I always knew him as the bus driver from uh, Heart and Souls. <laughs> the one they kept trying to take him Heart away. Heart and Souls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ah, oh, that's uh, a young Robert Downey Jr. That Heart is a young Robert Downey Jr. It that is. is his pre-drugs. He's probably on drugs at that point. Or on drugs, that's true. Not that I know. Don't do drugs, though, kids. Although, you know what? Fuck that. I Especially becoming an adult where you're kind of like, okay, not all drugs are created equal. Like marijuana, I mean, not that I'm advocating anything, but I'm like, there's a lot more gray area nuance than to just drugs are bad or don't ever drink alcohol. Yeah. You know, you can Everything do things. in moderation. Yeah. Just like Star Trek. We, yeah, not please really. do not sue us if somebody you know ODs because they heard this episode. Yeah. <laughs> the guys Jeff the said it was Trek okay. Podcast said we could do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. The Nerd Trek Podcast do not reflect that of the Trek Untold Podcast. <laughs> nope, we're not affiliated <laughs> in any way. We're not, we, not we affiliated not, with you. We'll take our advice for anything. Please. Please. Yeah, please. for the love of God. Don't, don't do anything. <laughs> don't. Um, space drugs are bad. Space drugs are bad. Okay. Yeah. What's it? What's this one called? Um, symbiosis. Symbiosis. No, no. That's... The uh, the drug. <laughs> oh. I'm space not that. Meth. Space meth. What? And I understand that symbiosis is a different thing, but I kept waiting for venom to pop out. Like, there's a part of the back of my mind <laughs> that was like, "Come on, we got to see the symbiotes. Like, it's in the title." 
or some reference to it or something. So we had like a trill. We could have had mutants and we could have had symbiotes. Uh, so we could have the whole Marvel universe in this. This would have yep, been such an amazing crossover. Damn it. That would have been... Or just the line from Spider-Man 3 where he's like, don't let that get on you. They're really hard to unbind. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Good one, David. Yeah, we got my obscure reference in for the. All right, there we go. Yay. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, By the okay. way, guys, I'm, I have one little random thing I want to note in there, too, because I just was actually looking sure. this up on Memory Alpha. And oh, yeah. uh, I don't know if you guys grew up watching Reading Rainbow. Did you guys watch it? Of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. So do you remember the episode where LeVar goes to the set of TNG? Uh, vaguely. Okay, that actually might be on YouTube. I'm pretty sure it's available somewhere. So um, when they were filming like behind the scenes footage of TNG episodes, it was actually this episode they were filming. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah this is one they happen to be rolling cameras for for the pbs show so it just conveniently worked out right on. don't do I drugs mean, and read a book, and read a book. <laughs> just take a look in a book it's reading rainbow while not on drugs well oh, i think drugs. i remember that they showed like some bloopers and stuff too they showed like I, some behind I, the scenes stuff some outtakes yeah. i think like they mostly just showed uh, i think the characters on the bridge just talking space battle from like the beginning of the episode but oh, it's yeah, there but- they decided to leave the drug stuff out. That's good. Yeah. Probably. I kind of want to point out too. I think my favorite thing of the entire episode is, is at the very beginning when they're, so they're like staring at the sun cause they're doing like sun science and he goes, Oh, b- block it out. And just a giant black circle comes up and like blocks out the sun. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Special effects budget was really small on that day. Like, mm. It was great. Well, and then they just pulled up <laughs> generic footage of a solar flare and they're like, Whoa. I'm uh, like, what have we seen this? At? Yeah. <laughs> they spent all their money on those canisters. That's what it was. Uh, and and like a thousand pounds of lentils. Because I think the all those drugs <laughs> were just lentils. Yeah. Space lentils. Space lentils. Mm. Don't do space lentils, kids. That sounds Drop so some good. space seed. Space seed should be a name for a drug. I'm just saying. Yeah, this is about right. <laughs> don't don't do drugs, kids. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. Let's wrap this one. Um Matthew, where can people find Trek Untold on the interwebs and, and where all the pods are? If you live on the interwebs and would like to take a visit to Trek Untold, you can just look us up wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to follow us on social media, go ahead and follow us at Trek Untold on Word, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Go check it out. You, you've you done some really good interviews, and I'm excited for what you have coming up. So it's everyone go listen. Do it. Yeah. I can't wait to listen to the Armin Shimmerman one. He was the first person I ever met when I went to a convention when DS9 was first on the air. So it was oh, wow. early 90s. Yeah, he was him and Rene Abergenois were the, the two the two guests, quote unquote, at the uh, at the con. So I can so. tell you, I told this to Armin, in fact, at the start of the interview, he was the first Star Trek guest I ran away from, because uh, I had never really done <laughs> autograph signings before, ever. Oh, and wow. so, uh, yeah, I, I went to the Star Trek mission uh, in 2016 here in New York. That's, like, the first Star Trek con they had in years. Mm-hmm. And I, I basically got there, like, Sunday morning to get online to meet him. And I was, like, one of the first people there. But I just got, like, for whatever reason, I, I don't know, I just got so intimidated because he was being so nice to everybody. <laughs> uh, I was like, I can't do this. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> Oh, oh man again i'm a new yorker being nice is very foreign to me <laughs> it's so hard <laughs> baby steps it's baby steps <laughs> awesome yes go check out truck untold um do it you will enjoy uh the interviews there i enjoy them um i guess david one or any other uh final notes on this episode or are we we pretty much i, like, I think we'd... we've od'd on this one that was not a good one we beat that dead drug horse drug drug <laughs> mule drug we, mule we beat that dead drug mule <laughs> yeah yeah um all right david why don't you do ours and then we will be out 
<laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, check us out at nerdtrekpodcast.com. We got links to all of our social medias. Uh, we can go buy our shit at Cafe Press. We put our logo on everything. So you can find just about anything if you want to have a little dude doing Live Long and Prosper at you with nerd glasses. Uh, go check us out there and buy stuff. And wherever pods are casted, uh, as well as on Spotify, which we double checked today, uh, then you can give us a five star rating and review. And we will read that out over the air if anybody ever does one. And uh, I think that is pretty much it, right? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's it. I know we haven't had. Well, I, I don't check our Apple one very often. I don't know if we've had any negative reviews probably maybe i don't know probably probably some uh, usually we get notifications or something. or something i don't <laughs> i just randomly check it um that's what i do i don't know yeah <laughs> but we get our spam emails um no i'm not looking for a sexy good time or viagra pills but thank you <laughs> what am i doing on this show how dare you i know uh every guest gets a free bottle of viagra and a nerd Trek podcast g-string which is available on our website now. Which is available at cafepress.com. <laughs> Which it, it actually is. <laughs> it is, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it for us. Thank you, Matthew, again. Um, uh, come back. I'm. I'm uh, uh, you're joining us for the next one, right? I'm going to still be here. You can't get rid of me that easily. I've survived yes. space drugs. Now we're going to space slime, space oil slick, uh, space, space goodbye, Tashiar. I know. Space yep. uh, Chilo. <laughs> That's what it is. So, uh, yes, you're sticking around, uh, but that's it for us. Uh, thank you for listening. We always appreciate you guys listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye, everybody. Let us. Later.